up? It's the Rain City Jerks. Back again. We're doing it. We're doing it. I'm not going to introduce myself. Okay, I'm not either. But uh, we have a guest who will introduce himself. He needs some introduction. What up? Welcome, Dan Berlin. Glad to be here. Another monotone white guy. Monotone white guy. We're fucking out here. It's the Seattle. It's the Seattle breed. Yeah. Yeah. I build it as deadpan. Yeah. Don't wash that deadpan. No. Hashtag. Gotta gotta keep the seasoning. Don't wash my deadpan. Uh, Dan, you got a, got a bit of a beard going on, huh? Yeah, it's. I, I think I'm ready to have a beard again, but I might just get rid of it. It only takes one day. Yeah, it doesn't take long. You're a, you're a, you're a quick beard grower. Yeah, I think this is a, a two week beard. Two weeks, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm a very slow facial hair grower. Yeah, so Ra- rather sparse. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've you've got the the intentional chops. Yeah, I've done the chops. Yeah, way the, back in the day. The problem, and I don't know, I can't tell really by looking at your beard. I'm assuming, I can't see with Jay's beard, but I'm assuming it would be the same if he were to grow it out. You have like real hair on your face. I have basically pubes on my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's he's got enough of the uh, Eastern European bloodlines that yeah, he's hairy all over. I don't know. I don't You're outnumbered here, Slattery. I don't know what that is. You know what I mean? The pube face versus it's it's the eastern face. european bloodline Cer- certain bloodlines grow very thick coarse full hair mm. on their face and all over their body yeah. your, your 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 hair is very sparse all over your entire body you're not you're not a hairy guy goddamn right uh generally uh northern european and western european peoples yeah fairly hairless you know or just sparse yeah but, but then uh, you get into like the viking Nordic, and you would think that they would be hairy, but they're kind of not, right? S- some of them are. You know, they're, they're a little bit more... But then you get to uh, Russia, and all of those dudes are hairy. Not all of them, but... Mm, you know, it, 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 it's more the Slavic peoples yeah. that are hairy, and there's some interbreeding there, and there's some... You know, you get the off-British guy who's hairy as fuck. Well, I mean, that at, at this point, just because you're some from some geolo- geographical location doesn't mean your genes are from there. Oh, I I I'm talking yeah. more uh genes. Mm. You know, some some Anglo-Saxon guy. Right. I think some of my genes are like fighting each other right now. Yeah. Like um like I'm starting to get my like my old man hairs on mm. my body. How old are you? I'm a, I'm going to be 31 pretty soon. Okay, sure. So those are coming in like on sparsely, your, like, like your back shoulders, hair. like on like shoulder blade area, yeah. like growing in that silver back. Like I've always had the small of the back sure. going on. Me too. That's the but, hairiest part of my body for sure. Right. Um, it's and, like an inch and a hair there is like an inch and a half long. I don't, I don't get it. It's, it's like, like reverse a, pubes. It's like reverse pubes. Yeah. It's like my my lower back hair uh, is insanely long if you pull on it it's like it's like it's really? like a tail really is that bit is that long yeah if someone pulled it right now it would be like a little bit painful yeah, yeah. thankfully yeah. i can't see it I'm, I'm aware of it right uh but yeah shoulder blades like just shoulder like just on the shoulders you get any grays yet not on the body uh i've Wait, had what gray did, hairs what? in my beard for a while okay yeah sure i guess it's your head and not your body yeah. but do you have ear hair yet I have plenty of ear hair. Ear hair, okay. Yeah. yeah, I've had that for like a decade. Yeah, yeah. It's uh... my grays are really starting to kick in. Yeah, on my temples. I'm gonna have a cool a little salt and pepper, a little gray temple action, a little, which little is little Reed Richards or which, Doctor Strange. Man, if you know, 
if you gotta go, if you gotta go gray and whatnot, like having gray temples is kind of the way to do it, in my opinion. I think you go with like a mustache, like salt and pepper, mm, little comb over. Maybe yeah. you gotta get a tobacco pipe for mm. those gray temples. Yeah, a, a twill sweater, some sock garters. Mm. Now we're talking. What did they just have those because the uh, elastic hadn't been we invented had, you know yet? What? We had like the exact same thought at the same time. Like we both tried to figure out like what was the point of that. Yeah, yeah. we just didn't have rubber bands. I guess like didn't have elastics. Man, is that living? Not really. No, they thought that the space age was going to be all fucking chrome and flying cars. No, it's rubber bands. Yeah, uh, it's elastic and everything. King Leopold had yet to go to uh, Africa and run his terror of rubber farms. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he did. What a what a even like all the other like European countries were like, dude, you're going too far. They're like, you can't do this. Like that's how fucked up the shit he was doing was was like yeah. other heads of state in Europe were like, you're going too far, man. What like, was he uh is he Dutch? Belgian. Belgian. I believe. I'm pretty sure yeah, I'm pretty sure King Leopold the second, maybe yeah, I forget what, I forget where <clears throat> in Africa Belgian got carved out, but they the got Belgian like, Congo probably. Yeah, yeah, and so that's where you get all the Belgian chocolate. Sure, and that's where you get all, and they were also big all Belgian on, blood emeralds. Yeah, and they were also big on rubber, yeah. which at the time was like you know this hot new crazy thing that no one knew about yet. It was, and they would like. I don't know all the atrocities of what he did, but he would, like, just fuck people up. Yeah. For not making enough rubber. Dan, you ever committed any atrocities? No. What's, I, the, what's, the, what's the worst thing you've ever done? Mm, great question. So whenever someone asks me that, I'm just tempted to tell them, like, not the worst thing I've ever done. Okay, yeah. well, give us, like, maybe one of the top three. Um, I don't know. I... I've definitely um, padded my timesheets. Oh, okay. What? Right. Come on. No, I'm giving you. I'm giving you a softball. Um, I've just like I had. A, all right, here's a weird one. I would like. Um, I wouldn't like catfish people, but I would just lie about who I was on the internet. Okay. Like over periods of time. What would you say? I don't know. Just like. Would you like I'm send dick pics of bigger dicks? No, no. I mean, I do that as myself. Sure, I sure. Think, but no. Uh, yeah, just like, just like create a persona. Sure. Yeah. I used to uh, use this program called uh, MIRC. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's like, I don't know how to explain it other than like it's a app. It's like you know, go back to like Windows 2000 or whatever. You could download it, and then it will just like take you to the server of like chat rooms, and there was just like. A bajillion chat rooms you could potentially enter. Sure. So hold on. These were like chat rooms you, you weren't supposed to be privy to? No, like no, no, no. It's just like the specific... I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like a lot of people have not heard of it. It was like a chat room program. Basically. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was like AOL had all those chat rooms, and it just took that aspect of AOL. You don't remember that. I do, actually. And I, was, I, was, I was just... I got into like the chat rooms and message boards. Like I was at a very young age. Mm. Like, I was probably like 10 years old. Yeah, I was tw- 12 when I found this, okay. and I used to hang out in this goth chat room, and that's how I found out about like music and other stuff. 
through this goth chat room that I was constantly in. Uh, but also, I would go to like the, they would have like porn chat rooms on there, mm-hmm. and you go on, and then like me, a twelve-year-old boy, is pretending to be a woman, right? And then you just start like trading pics with like other lesbians in these chat rooms, which are almost certainly other men. Yeah, you were, Every time, yeah, you were just, <clears throat> and then you which... just get amateur like. I got you would just send like JPEGs back and forth. Not really ever. It wasn't videos yet. It was just JPEGs of just like not even gifts. Yeah, there are a lot of them were like, uh, you know, from a series, and so but there would be name different stuff. So you'd be like, oh, I already got. It was like the early way or porn was organized. Kind of, yeah. So I got banned from a couple of those like AOL chat rooms because, you know, most of them were like kids my age or you know older, but. There were kids my age there, and uh, I would like I got a hold of the early like Flash websites where yeah. there was like comedy and some games, and um, there was this one Flash video of Curious George uh, finding a condom and then blowing it up and flying away as if it were in a hot air balloon, and that that got me banned for a while. Seems pretty innocent. I thought so. I guess too. compared to by today's standards, it, it did. They did send an email to my mom. I think I was like, on oh, AOL on the family plans. Yeah, yeah. Like under her, under her name. So, but I would just do stuff like that. Yeah, uh, and then, but going back, I mean, dudes pretending to be lesbians with each other—that has to be like its own niche sexuality at this point. I would think it's a tale as old as time. Right. Dudes pretending to be lesbians to get. Porn of not the other person. Other well, or to, or to like sex with someone mm. who like they think is a chick. I mean, even you know, at the time, like, I you're, was like, you're horny enough to like delude yourself and you're a child. Yeah, I just wanted the pictures. I wasn't trying to talk to these weirdos. Yeah, yeah, we've all been there. But then one time I did it. I got bored. I was working on tugboats and I got. I was on watch and like <clears throat> I was like, I'm bored. I'm going to download this program and see what the chat rooms are about now and uh i started trying to do the same thing and i started talking to this guy who claimed he was like a german airline pilot and he was gonna like buy me plane tickets to go and see him i was pretty charming who knows if he was real but uh, all right so you were acting as yourself or someone else? no i was pretending to be a girl okay. and yeah. he and like i sent him these like pictures that were not <laughs> me and you know what i mean yeah, were I was they like racy or just like no, they're just straight up just normal know. pictures. No, they're just nudes. It's not a hard thing. Yeah, okay. and uh, I was just bored. I was just goofing around, but like uh, he was ready to fucking marry you. It seemed that way. Yeah, it seemed that way. He was ready yeah. to take you into a hut in the black forest. Mm-hmm. Breed strong sons. Yeah, I think you'd be a very charming as a attractive woman, Jack. Yeah, the world couldn't handle it. Right. The world would not be able to handle if I was a hot girl. Seems like you've put some thought into this. But. Uh, yeah, you know, there's a certain amount of female privilege in the world that uh, I, I don't meet that many hot girls that are charming. You don't have right. That's yeah, the they thing. Don't have to you be. don't have to be. Yeah. And so maybe I wouldn't. You know what I mean? You gotta. You'd think that you were. Mm, yeah. Good point. Good point. Because everyone would be fawning over you, right? Night and day, and you'd be is like, that the "Wow, same thing? I'm really great." Is that the same thing with handsome men, though? 
Mm, might be. Sometimes, you know, there's some mimbos around there, but uh, John Gardner, I don't know. John Gardner, former John guest. Gardner. M- m- men test each other yeah. in a different way. Like he's handsome and charming. Yeah, he's. he's... I'd say he's charming. Or is there like a time and energy like allocation thing? Like when you're a manager, everyone th- thinks you're an asshole. If you're like a hot girl who has a lot of attention, it's like maybe people just think you're, you know, you're not charming. Hmm? Who knows? I don't know. Being being charming as a woman is a very different animal than being charming as a man. You know, women used to go to charm school and learn how to like walk mm. with a book on their head and like make coffee and be like basically servile and demure. Right. And that was kind of how Do you Western think they taught just... them how to suck dick in those classes? No. No. It would, it would have been a useful skill yeah. for them. Uh, and now girls are supposed to be like oh, girl bosses, but then when they try to be like charming and capable like a man is, a <laughs> lot of times people are like, no, don't do that. Right. Or like they get flack from chicks and dudes. Tough tightrope balance. Yeah, you know, I, I don't envy it. I deal <clears throat> in my day to day job, I deal with a lot of rich people. Sure, well, me too. On uh, Saturday, I was working and I was working over in Medina, and that's Bill Gates' hood. And it was just a different world. Like, everyone was so fucking rude out there, and just like, it was yeah. just, it was like a different fucking world. It was so, and then it started, I just started thinking, like, because I kept having to deal with like all these like old women who were just like, cunts yeah and i was like at one point did you have the best pussy is that why you get to live this lifestyle like is that what elevated you to this level do you suck no. dick the best not, like is not, that how not even close what do you think it is they, they were born into a social class yeah but like where they were able to marry somebody else in that social class right but in doing that wouldn't you still have to offer something you know like, no, you don't think so. I I mean I think that like okay, so generally women want to date and marry somebody who is equal or above their station in life. Mm, yeah, uh, and men we are a lot more content to date kind of across and down, but that down only goes so far. So these rich heirs, right? They're uh, they're not slumming it. You know, they they they'll, they'll they'll fuck a waitress, but they're not trying to marry a waitress. Right. You know, when they're like, okay, time to settle down and have children, they're going to look for. They need somebody. someone in the same world. Exactly, someone in the same world that understands the so, game. So you know, I would say the chance of them having the best pussy ever is is you know the the, the same as any woman. Sure. Uh, but as you know, we know it's like bipolar art hosts yeah. have the best pussy, and they're not getting married to like billionaire heirs. Unfortunately, unless it's Grimes, you know she she elevated, she lucked yeah. out, but you know that didn't that lasted like a month. Yeah, now she's she she doesn't have any street cred anymore. No, in the leftist. No, well, there was some Poor sort of picture Grimes. that circulated of her like reading the Communist Manifesto. Yeah. It was like upside down, she's posing. Yeah. Poor, poor she's false claiming Grimes. I, I I tried to check out some of her music, and I like one album maybe or like parts of one album, but. It was better than I expected, but I haven't really listened since. Not grimy enough. It wasn't grimy enough. Not grimy enough for the likes of Jack Slattery. Dan, what kind of music do you like? I swear, and do not. And if this is your answer, just that I don't like music. You can't say early '90s hip hop. That can't be your personality. I mean, that's part of it. Okay, that is absolutely part of it. <laughs> yeah, 
You only said that because you knew it would be his yeah. answer. I just assumed. Yeah, it's just an easy guess. Yeah. No, I mean that. I was definitely listening to um, some joy and pain yesterday. It might have been earlier today. I just wanted something with that beat while I was in the shower. Mm-hmm. Um, so early '90s hip hop for sure. Early to mid, I would say. Who's your favorite? Uh, I would I would go for um, you know the classical legends like Nas at that time. Uh, DJ Easy, Jazzy Jeff, Rakeem, those kind of guys. Um, so really old school. Yeah. That's yeah, well, I mean, that's, you know, early, late 80s, early 90s, I guess, if you want to expand it. But then I get into, like, sometimes I listen to uh, jazz. Sometimes it'll be indie rock from the early, mid-2000s. And, I mean, that, that's probably the brunt of it. That seems about right. Do you play guitar? <clears throat> no, I don't play any instrument. Do you know who Randy Rhodes is? I don't think so. Most people don't know who he is, Jack. I I find that hard to believe. Like he's just like I've known that name since I was like a child. Like I don't know. Like it's I thought that was just like ingrained into pop culture enough of who Randy no, Rhodes from, from is. From Black Sabbath, people know who Ozzy Osbourne is. Yeah. That's it. But then like like there's so many pictures of like Ozzy and Randy together. Like it's, they're almost like an iconic duo. Right. He's not Randy, he's the guitar player. I guess he didn't bite the head off of any bat. He was there. Yeah, well, he didn't bite the bat. No, so, but he wrote the guitar part for Crazy Train. He didn't bite the bat. He didn't get the uh, reality show. So, mm. see you later, buddy. That's the thing. No, no, nobody would even know who Ozzy Osbourne is anymore if he hadn't had the reality show. Do you think that's true? I, I, I think that most you might be right. You might we, be right. We would know who he is just because we listen to right. like rock music. But there but would be like, less pop cultural. People, people in Dan's generational cohort would be less likely to know, and then kids who are like twenty five now would have no idea who Ozzy Osbourne is. Isn't that is. crazy? I mean, he's still kind of he's one of those guys who like makes guest appearances for like Post Malone. Sure, really? Like that. You know, like, just because? Okay. He's like, yeah, man, this Post Malone concert was crazy, and Ozzy Osbourne showed up. It's like, all right, I think, I think, I think they would know the name. I yeah, think, I think they've heard the name. It's like. It's got a ring to it. Well, and eating bats became culturally relevant again a couple years ago, so his name got thrown back into the ring. Mm, right. So. Uh, All they... It's just crazy. Like, I don't know. Just the idea of fame is so crazy. Like, <clears throat> it's so fleeting. Like, you could be, like, Cary Grant. You know what I mean? Like, one of the biggest movie stars in the world. Most people would be like, Who? Yeah, like yeah. at the time he was like massive. I still, I still confuse him with Clark Gable. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like both of them, humongous Iconic. stars. Now, who? Like, well, the wheels of culture are moving so much faster now. Like uh, when I was growing up in like the nineties, uh, it there was like a, a the oldie station played music from the fifties. Right. You know, you would hear music from the fifties. On that station, and now it's like, yeah, eighties and nineties, yeah, eighties and nineties, um, and there's so much more content being produced that only like the 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 only the most golden stuff, right, from those eras gets through, right, like 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 Casablanca, Citizen Kane, Citizen Kane, exactly, 
Like, what about all the movies that were like, you know, great on that same level, but just not cultural artifacts of the same magnitude? You know, they're they're lost. Right. Well, that, I mean, that's just what I mean, though. It's just that <clears throat> it's the like. So with like stand up, the idea of like. Like, obviously, I want to get as, quote-unquote, big as I can, whatever sure. that means. But, like, the idea of, like, I'm trying to be famous, like, is so stupid. Because, like, it's, it's like, s- grasping at air. Like, it's just... I mean, are you, are you trying to be famous? Like, no. Like, h- how much of that is, like, what percentage of that, what percentage of your drive to do stand-up is to get famous? A small portion. Small a small portion. portion. Because, like, you know, the more fame you have, the more ability you have to do other things like it is a currency but it's not like it's not really my driving goal with it it would be you know nice to juice up on a little bit of it Mm -hmm. but like i mean that should be more of a result of what you're doing than something that you're right right going after but just how fleeting it is is yeah. is nuts. It's, like uh... to think that people don't know who Ozzy Osbourne is, and they'd be like, "What?" Like, is so weird to me. Yeah, but I, the... I, I bet most people still know who Ozzy Osbourne is. But most people don't know who Ozymandias is. True, and but then you'd be like, "Oh, but Machine Gun Kelly," you know, and like he's present, he's current. Yeah, right. But how how long is his shit gonna last? Oh, not long. I mean, you can you can stretch out an act for a while. You can you can go on MGK for he could he could easily go into his fifties just no. on his name. Well, no, he, he'll he'll do the thing where like he'll stop producing at a high level and stop being yeah, culturally coasts. relevant. Exactly, and he'll do like state fairs and stuff, right? And then maybe have like a brief resurgence when. 2010s 2020s hip hop becomes retro again. God. And uh yeah. 2040s. Yeah, yeah. probably about then. Another 20 years from now, that's going to be we're looking at the 7th or 8th wave of ska. <laughs> it's just robot ska. It's it's AI generated ska. Yeah. Inventing new horns that we haven't even thought mm. of. Wow. It's just cacophony anyway. So for the most part, Robo it's skanking. Really offensive to ska fans. Do you like ska? You get on any ska? I'm fine with ska. Yeah. Like, what uh, what generation? Which wave? I think it was third, like late '90s, early 2000s. Oh, wow! Is that what it was? Of course it is. You like real big fish and like Lesson um, uh, Jake, the Mighty Mighty Boss tones, yeah, the exactly. Toasters. Probably just stuff that they played on the radio, though. You yeah, probably. I'm not like... getting into deep cuts on okay. ska. For sure, Goldfinger. Sure, like whatever they had on the Tony Hawk games, I was, sure. I was down with. Yeah, okay, man. I saw ska punk. I saw Goldfinger numerous times. Mm-hmm. One time, I saw them, the lead singer, stop a show because he saw some girl <clears throat> uh, crowd surfing and people were like grabbing her tits, and he like stopped the show and like threw two dudes out and. Uh, and she was like, "Damn, that sucks." I was really enjoying those dudes grabbing my tits. Uh, she's. I don't know. She seemed. I don't know what her opinion on this was. She got back up and crowd surfed again. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Tony Hawk, whatever they had on that. Same, it's pretty much introduced me to my taste in music. It's, that makes sense. Yeah. Tony Hawk and other sports games. The old school hip hop also. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's something that. Uh, why'd you start doing comedy? Uh, it was just something that I, I always liked watching it since I was like 13 or 14. Sure. And I, I just always had a feeling in my head, like, I'm going to try this someday. Yeah. And I just kept putting it off and putting it off because I had other shit to worry about. But, uh, I think when it became visible to me, like as a possibility was right when I moved to Seattle. Where did you move from? Uh, Portland. I only lived in Portland for a year. That was that was like a weird era in my life for sure. But yeah, if you only stayed there for a year, it was probably pretty weird. It was a weird year, but it was like an eventful year. Mm-hmm. Um, but fast forwarding to when I moved, I first moved um, right around here actually into some guy's house who had like other tenants and some cats, and he also lived there. Um, so I would walk down to the laughs open mic when they had that and I would watch it. And like, I was kind of like, uh, a bar fly for open mics for a while, like off and on in the Seattle scene. I went to comedy underground just to watch Jai Thai mm-hmm. and like, it started to occur to me, like I'm probably, I would probably be better than some of these people. And it's not much of a stretch. The bar is low. The bar is low. Um, and, uh, I didn't get an actually up there until like late 2019 at Jai Tai and it went horribly. And so I only did a few more until the pandemic hit and it was basically like I had never started. Yeah. Like as far as getting any real traction. But during the entire pandemic, I just had it in my head that like, all right, I'm going to do it. Were like, you like just, writing material and accumulating? I actually wasn't. That would have mm. been much more productive but i mean you didn't really know how to do it at that i didn't know how to do it i didn't know anyone in the scene uh were were your first experiences on stage like so awful that you're like i'm not doing this again for like it took you weeks to get your courage back up it did take weeks yeah did did you bomb the first time you went up i think that's fair to say but like where was that it was at jai tai and what i did you'd already been doing uh, naked brunch. I for... hadn't done naked brunch at that point. Oh, you hadn't. No. Okay. Um, but at that time, like, I didn't know that, like, at eleven thirty at Chai Tai, like, you're supposed to bomb anyway. Yeah. Yeah. There's so, no. There's nothing to work with. But like, it still felt bad. Sure. Um, and then I used kind of naked brunch. Like, I was still working full time at a job that took up a lot of my energy. So I would just be like, "All right, like, it's the end of the week. It's Saturday. I can go out." And Naked Brunch was the only thing on Saturday that I could do. Mm-hmm. So I did that for a while. And then the pandemic hit. So that was my only, like, resource of information to, like, all right, Seattle Comedy's open again. I had no idea that it had been going since, like, early 2021 again. Sure. It was, like, March. Yeah. March 2021. That's I early think. 21. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So... That was like my first foray back into the scene. Or it was like April or May, maybe. Do but you yeah. feel like Naked Brunch was helpful in a way that? Absolutely, yeah. You know, can getting you, up can and you doing explain the format was... of Naked Brunch? Can you uh, yeah. talk about what that institution is? So I think it's pretty straightforward. Some people like don't wrap their head around it. It's different. So it's in this upstairs room at a place called the Rendezvous in Belltown, Seattle, and. Uh, it's just like this little secluded area upstairs, and the, the format velvet, is the Velvet Lounge. Yeah, the Velvet Lounge. 
the Vaunted Velvet Lounge. And yeah, so there's one person up there on stage with the performers while they go up. Anybody can go up and you just riff the entire time. There's, it's not for... There's no prepared material. That is the byline. Yeah. Uh, you can tell some people are kind of like floating stuff sometimes. But sure. Like they've thought about it. Yeah. They haven't done it on stage, so it still is under the purview of no prepared material. Right. So, I mean, I think the rules are a little bit allowing of that, but... Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I would go to this thing, and I didn't actually know that I was going up the first time I went there, which is almost three years ago now, which is crazy to think about. But I went there, and I did go up, and it was just exciting to me. I would heckle. Like, it, it's kind of okay to heckle oh, there. Heckling at Naked Brunch yeah. is the best. Yeah, yeah. So it, was, it just had this, like, summer school classroom atmosphere. Mm, that's a great right? way. To, that's a great feel to it. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it was, you know, heckling was fine and just working on your timing for the heckle. And I would get up there and riff, and I would meet people that I had seen do comedy in this um, in the area. And I'm like just trying to build up the feeling that I could hang with these people somehow. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, so it, it's really helpful for anybody uh, who is looking to try comedy or, like, doesn't know. If you think you're funny, go be funny on the yeah, spot. Yeah, exactly. You don't um, have to write the best polished joke. Just be in the moment. Yeah, so it was very helpful in that way, um, learning how to use a microphone. Like, all of this stuff okay. scared me that's, before that's I an, That's it. a really interesting, like, I w- had already been doing comedy – a little while when I moved to Seattle and uh, like four years. And so uh, those small skills didn't dawn on me quite like that makes sense. The naked brunch would be good to hone those like little muscles. Yeah. It's the lowest pressure place to just be like vulnerable and be like, all right, I don't know what I'm doing because you know, when you've got an open mic, you know, and, a more mainstream open mic like the producers are like they're working on their own shit they're like trying to figure out the order and playing the music and sure you're up stage alone up on stage alone so i'm a producer there now so i recommend Look at that. any yeah. full circle full circle um i think v was there yesterday and oh really and v was the first i guess it was just i'm a glad one-off. i wasn't there yesterday oh, you, <laughs> I, you got beef with v uh more a long history. A, 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 a sorted six months. Sorted. Like we we packed a lot of history into six months, and okay. I would just prefer to not have to interact with V. Okay, well, I think V is they're here on a on a yeah they're here for basis. work. Yeah, okay. So, but I explained that it was full circle because now I'm in the chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel like you're a good guest host? I've gotten I've gotten some uh compliments. I've only done it a few times now, so uh what I find difficult is when you're friends with the person you're talking mm, to mm-hmm. on stage because like you you already know what they're about. There's very little conflict if you get along with this person. Sure. And I think conflict is like just gotta air out their dirty laundry. Well that's yeah. kind of the thing with being in the on the on stage uh feedback machine is you got to be a little a little aggressive a little edgy you know, yeah. a little edgy you got to poke in places that yeah. you know you can get something to squirt out right, of. right right well you know so, so, some people don't need help you know some right. people can like 
do the five minutes by themselves and they might they might solicit your help. Yeah, and that's but then totally there's okay. people who are just lost up there and right. don't know how to fill right. space. And same thing. That's at, when you need them. Same thing at the. Well, you took over for Jesse at Naked Brunch. At yeah. Naked Brunch, and I took over for Jesse at Off the Top. Right. And so, kind of similar thing. No prepared material. You just kind of riff on various slides behind you. Yeah, and you have to sense when to jump in as right as the host. Or producer, as I love talking shit, though. Uh, I do too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's like. I think I've got it. I think I've. And also, the way I run my mic is, you know, usually I do like a little naked brunch thing after your set, usually, because that, my mic is like a really hard room. Like it is probably the hardest open mic in Seattle. Yeah, unless you're a gay woman, and then okay. and then they're really into you. Well, for me. And you, and you. Right. No, I, I bomb almost every single time in my own room. Like, yeah. I don't even care at this point. Like, I just, like, I accept it. Like, I can't even get feelers on a new joke in my room. No, it's... Because, like, no. it's, like... Scorched earth. Just no Yeah. Data. But I know that a lot of people like my show, and I get a lot of new people coming to, like, do it for the first time. I think that's a good barometer. I think that's a good a barometer. open mic is... Are new... people... Are new people coming? Right. Are they coming I, I get a lot of first-timers... And then I offer, like, we do, like, a little chat after your set, and then I try and poke where I know I can get a squeeze and uh, a little love. A lot, a lot of people here. tell me that that is the best part of the show. Like, a lot of the audience members tell me that's the best part of the show. Because, like, they might bomb during their set, but they're a funny person, and so I can get, like, I can, I can redeem them with, like, making them say something crazy. Yeah. That's and there's true. no pressure on you. Right. Because you're there the whole mic every time. Right. And you are just listening for something that they said that, you know, you can make funny. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's engaging. Yeah. I mean, I, it's kind of like wrapping the dog treat, you know, or wrapping the pill in a dog treat with the audience in a place like that. Because as a comedian, I'm there. I want to try new jokes or new tags. Mm-hmm. But I got to keep them engaged, and that's one of the hardest places to keep people engaged. It's oh, it, yeah. it's a difficult room. It's a people. Some people do do well there. Uh, Daywa, she fucking kills there. Mm. But Daywa is a special kind of energy that right. like she can murder anywhere. It's a performance piece. Yeah, and then usually she does like an impromptu song. Like I'll just type in like some genre of music instrumental. And then just, like, play some random song, and she'll just, like, make up a song on the spot about something. She is good at that. No, but I mean, that generally, that's bar open mics. Yeah. It's just that um, Southgate Roller Rink is kind of on the what far do people, spectrum What do that. people say about my, my mic, Dan? What's the word on the street? <laughs> uh, well, a lot of people like going to it. For me, it's a, it's a stretch, because uh-huh. I live actually pretty close to here. And I don't have a car right now. So, like, I did. The I thought you lived in Belltown. No. No, I live in uh, Wedgwood, which is just oh. north of Ravenna. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't too much trouble to get out of here. But uh, Southgate, that was like, first off, I had to get a connector on the bus to, uh, on the third. Mm-hmm. On third. So I, I already had that, like, draining my energy. No, you got, a, you got. Well, then they opened up the Chieftain. Yeah, so I go to the Chieftain now is basically yeah. what I do. Yeah. Um, I think the last time I went to Southgate was when, like, I was 30th on the Chieftain. I'm like, all right, like, I don't want to just mm-hmm. sit here. 
Um, so what do people say? This it's fun to go to, but it's a haul. It's a haul. It's, it's hard to it's get hard, good data. It is, yeah. You don't it's, get good data. You don't get talking about, and especially yeah. on Monday, like usually yeah. you've had a couple days off and you've had some time to percolate on right, like right. New, new stuff. And it's like, uh, you know, for for if you want data, right. you know, the Chieftain is a maybe. Uh, Tony V's is 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 for sure. You can get data from Tony V's. Every time I've no no shit on uh, the producers of that room, but every time I've been there, it's been a mediocre time it's really? like the audience has been like like well, the audience is a tough crowd there they they do have a crowd and they are no I mean, it was there. like not even like yeah. was, there's always like low attendance and they were always like kind of just stiff and weird i've seen the attendance but i agree on i agree but on e- the stiffness e- even if there's only like let's say five to ten people there mm-hmm. they're still sitting in a room that is for comedy like oriented at the stage, mm-hmm. like the way that that uh, the roller rink is set up, uh, it's like generally only comics, right, in the showroom, yeah, and anybody not, who not is so much potentially an audience <clears throat> member is in the bar or passing through. Not so much lately. I've had several groups of people recently. I feel like my room is like finally starting to like germinate a little mm-hmm. bit. Like it's finally kind of catching on a little bit more. Because I've had people in the last few weeks who've just come for the comedy and stayed mm-hmm. the whole time. Mm-hmm. When did you start it? April, March? I started last mm, July. Oh. It's been like just a little over a year. Okay. All right. So to answer your question, though, I mean, it's basically what we've been talking about. It's a really hard room. They like uh, how you run the room. They like the, you know, the post-game debrief, the little minute, minute and a half that you're talking to them. That's pretty much how I feel about it, too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it can be a good hang, too. Mm-hmm. I think that's one reason people go. Well, um, here's my advice to uh, all newer comics. Buy a fucking car. You got a little bread put away. Buy a fucking car. Right. You you increase your worth, like, infinitely. That's what I've realized. Like, Jay lately. bought a car. He's already got booked in Spokane. Yeah, I mean, it just expands everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, <clears throat> I took out like a cashier's check to go to a used car dealership mm-hmm. and like play the all right this is what i got either you give me the car for this or i'm walking i, I never got there the car was already sold by the time i got there but what, I were, just you, what this, were you looking at i was looking at uh it was like a 2016 camry hybrid mm. yeah that's not bad that's good yeah. toyota uh, you that, like my my advice is toyota is number one for sure uh, and don't Honda. don't uh, yeah same thing. Yeah. But like, I'm just a Toyota man. But Honda Honda's gr- Honda's great too. You got to go Craigslist independent sellers. That I, w- I went really to a dealership, but I went to a dealership before d- used cars were like astronomically priced. Though you got to wait. I met a guy a few years ago off of Craigslist. Yeah, he was selling his car, and I feel like it's kind of a faux pas to meet them without the cash ready to go. Oh yeah. Yeah, so oh, yeah. I didn't do that. I was like, eh, I'm, I was like, you know, give him milk toast reaction. It was like, mm-hmm. it was like a three thousand dollar, like two thousand Honda Civic, and I was just like, I don't know, man. I'll think about it. And he was like, All right, well, he, thanks for wasting he, my time. He was nice about it, but my other recommendation, uh, and this is a bit more of a hard sell, don't sleep on a minivan. Consider a minivan. They, What's the appeal of the minivan? You can sleep in it, so like you save money. So don't sleep on it; sleep in it. Exactly. Okay. Uh, I can sleep in my Prius. 
I mean, yeah, but I'm like way more comfortable. I, I can like spread out in my. I, I, I think it. I think it will accommodate my full length and girth. Okay. I'm thinking. Like Either a... way, I like sleeping. Like, yeah, I sleep. I like sleeping in a van because you can like take it on a, like you know, you get booked on like a Thai boys kind of deal, and you're down in like middle of Oregon, and then like you know, you do some shows down there. The weather's nice, whatever. Drive out to the coast, sleep in the van, go check out some stuff, make a little thing of it, you know, and like it's just. I don't know. For me, like I bought my car for the sole purpose. It's a comedy car. You know what I mean? Like that's what it is. And so I wanted to be able to, you know, sleep in it. I wanted to be comfortable in it. And uh, it's, a, it's pretty good. It's pretty good on. I got a '98 uh, Toyota Sienna, and it takes me approximately one full tank of gas to get from Seattle to Bend, Oregon. Okay, so it's retained a little of the MPG value. Yeah, I mean, it's only got like 160,000 miles on it. Well, there you go. Okay, yeah, so my that's one consideration I didn't I didn't take into account. I was uh, thinking, like, what am I going to parallel park in Seattle? I mean, like, I, it's a, they, I, I cram that thing in everywhere. Yeah, I was looking at... Uh, Compact is the way to go, man. I was looking at Golfs for a while. Volkswagen Golf, that's real popular around here. Yeah, but, all right. it's a good one. You don't have to get the van, whatever, if you want to sleep in, like, the flat trunk of a Prius. But, like, if you're getting it for the purpose of, like... I can get a hotel room. I can go to a Motel 6. But, why, like, but now you're spending more money. Like, now you're losing money on a trip. <laughs> right, but if you get something that's, like, 40 to 50 miles per gallon, mm-hmm. and you can kind of sleep in it, and you can get a hotel room if you need to. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, the cost on gas alone is going to save you pretty quick perhaps yeah so i don't know i wouldn't say there's a wrong or right it's just a no it's just preference. A, it's just a preference but you should what i'm going to say is whatever car if you're getting a car with the intent of going on gigs with it you should lay down in the back just to see how comfortable it would be all right i think a camry has a good amount of space i think you, i can recline it you got to look for it. a compact that has fold down back seats that's why I went with the hatchback Prius, and before I bought it, I had the guy pull the things down and let me lay down in it. Mm-hmm. So when I go on the road, I'll pull the seats down and put a little mattress pad in the back. Right. And, you know, it's not perfect, but uh, I'm a road comic. I don't, I don't, wa- don't want to be comfortable. Right. Like, that's not the first thing that I'm thinking of. You went out there, Oregon. A couple I've been going out right there now. somewhat regular, regularly now. Yeah, that seems to be... a. I don't know if that's a hot new thing, but that's what people have been doing lately. Well, if you if you want to expand, yeah, you, uh, it's you, hard to do it in Seattle. It, oh, it's so hard. Like Seattle, like I've heard this from other people, then I went and experienced it myself, and I can confirm that getting good in Seattle is like training with like weights on, and then when you go out of Seattle, like when I went to Salem and Bend and Eugene and everything, like I was hitting home run, like. I could like it was like I can't believe how well I like it was like I'm not even bragging like it was just like what are these re- like I don't ever get reactions like this and like now that I sell t-shirts I kind of like um measure a show on a on a t-shirt scale metric now and so like when I do shows in Oregon like I sell so many t-shirts it's good to keep in mind yeah a lot of people around here get discouraged yeah, like, you got to get out of Seattle. Yeah. 
Well, and, and part of that isn't just like in Seattle, out of Seattle, but it's easy to get really jaded just doing open mics. Right. Because nobody wants to be at open mics. Like, okay, so there's drunks. There's drunks who like the hang. Sometimes the hang is fun, but if you're going out four, five, six nights a week, like, that takes a toll on you. Like, it stops being a good time. Right. Some of the time. Like, you get it back to being a good time, but you're like, this sucks. I'm bombing all the time. Um, and just, like, having an audience that's like, oh, we, we want to see comedy. Like, a hot crowd, like, yeah. that's hard to get in front of when you're grinding out open mics all the time. You know, we're a couple levels above you, so we, we have some different opportunities. Uh, but, you know, you see me at open mics all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, you, and still like, got, you still got to go. That's the thing. Like, you know, I'm sure that, you you know, we all fall into the trap of being like, what the fuck? They're getting these gigs. We see who's getting gigs. You know, they're posting it on Facebook. And, yeah, part of that is they're just willing to drive out to that that's place. that's a big part of it. That's, a, that's, that's the that's biggest a huge, thing. That's a part huge part of it. Of it. Like, yeah. you... No matter how funny or not funny you are, you have to be able to get to the gig. Right. So if you have a car, you now have – I think I kind of think of life as like – and I gamify it a lot for me. It just makes living more fun. And I think of life as kind of like this RPG. And so like getting a car just opens up so much more of the map. Like there's so many more side quests right. that you, you can go get. You don't have to put in the footwork anymore. Right. Yeah. Retracing isn't as bad. Exactly. Yeah, but I mean, to your point, I mean, the people I see, and I think it makes you better as a comedian, too, when there are crowds that are engaged. Yeah, because, oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're just up there doing a monologue five, ten times a week. But, like, you could start doing, the move for you is to get a car and then start doing Tony Peters gigs. Just like I've done a few of them. Done a Coco Joe's. Haven't been a Coco Joe's. That, that's a fun room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird room. It's a rowdy bar, just like, a, but that's kind of what I grew up in Maine uh, that's all I did was rowdy bars and so I'm familiar with it what have I done I did um Ubrew Station in Puyallup what was okay. the other Puyallup one Cascades a ca- the, the Cascades I've... yeah we're doing that uh oh right weeks. yeah 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 I took a trip down there with Quinn that was fun see but Quinn's a great example of this he has a car right. and that's how he gets all this like and he's really funny and like just instantly likable yeah, uh, but having a car gets no, them I put a good amount of thought into this. I, I took out the cashier's check. I have to go re- put that back in. But I was waiting until the end of the financial quarter. I don't know if this is bunk these days, but... Yeah, I've heard that too. I've heard that at the end of the financial quarter, you go in the last week of the month, you just email everybody you want to email as far as the dealerships go and try to get the best price. But... Hmm. Inflation may have put a damper on that. Anyway, you got to have a car. Got to have a car. Which is and they retain their value pretty well. Yeah. So, bottom line, I mean, anywhere you are, you're gonna be, you're gonna be going out to the sticks and doing gigs. So, Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if you're in Chicago or wherever. I don't know how it works in like New York or L.A., but definitely here. Yeah. So. Mm Hmm. Yeah. Take that to heart for sure. And then, yeah, you know, you'll... I just got really comfortable being, a, like, a bus guy. I think it's, like, a mental thing at this point. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was there. I was there for, like, the first eight years that I lived in Seattle because it's, it's easy. You know, it's got a great bus system. It's cheap. You uh, have a lot of time to just sit and reflect on the bus. Yeah. Sometimes I miss taking the bus. I used to be a bus guy. 
I mean, you could still take the bus. It's right there. It's true. No, honestly, you probably can't. Like, I can't take the bus anymore. No, too uh, too high for Luton. I mean, just how fast and efficient it is to get to places in a car. Right. Yeah. You just go right to the place. Right. Like something that would have been like an hour errand it's on the bus. Fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just coming here, actually, there was like this country bumpkin young lady. She had this like aw shucks, Mister attitude. And it's like she needed me my maps to get her where she's going. Yeah. But like you don't you don't get that. You don't no. get that that human interaction. Thank God. How did she ask you? All right, she came up and she said, "Can you help me?" Which I mean. I've said it depends. Is she cute? Is she speaking English? Like, what's going she, on? No, she's a... Uh, Did you think cute... you might get some pussy out of that interaction? I I just wanted to make sure that, like, I didn't get asked for money. Mm-hmm. Like, that was that was my mm-hmm. whole deal. But, yeah, she was nice enough. Just... Do, you, do you give money when asked? Almost never. Well, Almost what, never. Was she, what was she wearing? She was wearing, like, a tank top that was a little too, like, tight for her body. And, like, mm. short shorts. Mm. Like, very, very vulnerable-looking mm-hmm. person. So like I opened up a little bit, sure, because she she was just doe-eyed. She was yeah, exactly, yeah. But she's like, my mama lives on you know fifteenth northeast. Can you help me? I'm like, it's past a Jack in the Box. Try not to get shanked. Is that still a bad area? At night? No, not really. Which one? Like uh, past the Ave, in that park area. Uh, I mean, it's not bad. Like there's a million students that walk through there. But if you're I'm not sure it ever was a woman. Wearing like no clothes. Well, yeah. Like I mean, everywhere is a bad area. I just remember going into that Jack in the Box and like just feeling the hatred coming from the staff. Mm. Like they told me there was no bathroom, then they walked in the bathroom. Like that attitude. Yeah, I mean the th- the horrors they've seen in that bathroom. Yeah, right. I mean that that that's more that Jack in the Box is a bad right. part of town. Yeah, you're talking about the one right up on the Ave, right? Yeah. Okay, I used. I used to live like basically across the street from. Yeah, that. like there, there, there's a there's a permanent like hobo residence like yeah. right outside there in that little quick stop. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the 20, they, they they hate their lives. Then that twenty four hour Mexican restaurant that's yeah. just like has to be some sort of drug front because no one's ever in. They, you can't sell enough like two dollar tacos to keep a business open twenty four hours a day. I don't know businesses like that. They do like. 80% of their business in like eight hours a week. Hmm. So it's probably like Saturday night when the bars get out, Friday and Saturday night when the bars get out, they're just like but slammed. I, they're not. That's the thing. It's like, mm. like I was, you know, I, I, li- I literally could see them from my front windows and like, there's like never anybody in there. Maybe it's a drug front. Yeah. We've got some good food from drug fronts. Yeah. Have you? I don't know. There's a good ice cream place over there. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) Full tilt? That might be it, yeah. I recall that name. They make some pretty good ice cream. I tried to work for them. I have an ice cream making past. I used to make ice cream for two years, two and a half years. Okay, so you made it. Yeah. Yeah, I made... Gelato, really, okay. for two and a half years. Is, a, is there any like, is there any like thing about it that's particularly surprising, or like you wouldn't know if you didn't know about making gelato? Yeah, I don't know. Is like, it, I don't know. Which Gelato's which got one? egg in it. Mm, I don't think that's true. Um, 
There's know. like a surprisingly high it like might. parts per million of like rat feces that is allowable in gelato compared to <laughs> ice cream. So it's like the clientele and like the people you're working with, like a, like a step above, just like a Baskin Robbins. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, a little more gelato is superior to ice cream, but it's a you know pick your own kind of thing. But I, the difference between gelato and ice cream is that gelato has less fat in it and is <clears throat> and also has less air. In it, right. so that's how, that's why you get that dense consistency, that pliable, pullable, dense consistency, is uh, less fat, less air, and um, so that's why you eat it with a little spoon because the flavor isn't being masked by all of the fat. So that and that's how like a, that's why you want to eat it with a little spoon because all you're getting more flavor per bite. Whereas with ice cream, uh, premium ice cream specifically is aerated very heavily. And so when you're buying like a quart of ice cream, there's a, you're buying a considerable amount of air trapped in the ice cream. That's how you get that soft mouth feel is just all that air in there. And it also has way more fat to hold that air in there. That's uh, why it tastes so good. With, well, that is why it tastes good. But, it's fatty and airy. Right. But then that's why you get crazy flavors with more, like you're, the flavor the filling and the flavorings of ice cream are so much more potent in ice cream because you have all of that fat, like coating your tongue, dulling the flavor. So they have to punch up the flavors big time. And that's why it has like way more like sugar and stuff like that. I'll put down some Talentis. You ever had those? Talentis is great. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a fan. They were one of our big competitors. It was Talentis and Jenny's. Okay. No, I would, uh, I would eat the Talentis in bed like straight from the container mm-hmm. and then sometimes i would fall asleep and it would melt mm. what I was mean, your flavor uh you look like a mint stracciatella kind of guy i've never i don't think i've had stracciatella i um i like the sorbets oh like okay. uh sure raspberry mango mm-hmm. yeah well that's a sorbet that's not even gelato is that, is that a different thing it's they are different there's they are cousins but they are different i've had the uh like mint just like macadamia vanilla i don't know what it is it's it's good shit mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have it i'll even yeah there's no dairy in sorbet it's just all water sugar and fruit anyway same problem they would <laughs> melt and then i'd have to throw them out if you and they'd be all over your bed the sorbet though you could kind of get away with like refreezing it, it yeah 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 a little bit yeah i don't know i, I refreeze stuff i know you shouldn't but but yeah no that, that shit ain't cheap Sweet. Uh, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, October 1st, I'll be at the Triple Door, um, produced by Ben Whittle, hosted by Mitch Schaub. Come by. Where is that? That's, uh, that's a pretty famous venue downtown near, okay. near Pike. I'm on that show also. Yeah, he is on that show. Got a lot of people. What day is that on? October 1st. Wow. It's a Friday or Saturday. Yeah, I'll, I'll be at the rink. They're having a, a massive music fest going on mm. i got a free ticket the band red fang is playing i'm gonna skate around <clears throat> sounds like a good time john gardner's going he just bought a pair of roller skates just for this does he know how to roller skate yeah okay yeah he's a regular he's a regular skater okay i don't know how it works if it's like harder if you're taller or whatever 
I don't know either. I mean, your your center of gravity is higher. Yeah, you can fall harder. But he's, he's an athletic dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's a tennis player. Right. I, I heard. I listened to that podcast. Yeah, I'm not a tennis player. But. You could lie. Yeah. Yeah. You have yeah. big arms. Yeah, tennis arms, I guess. <laughs> I don't know which one. I've been told that my calves are disproportionate. Not like disproportionately not like large huge. or small. Like actually, I don't know if that's a correct term, but one is bigger than the other. I don't know. Yeah. Lopsided. Lopsided. Sure, it's yeah. a calf you jerk off with. Do you bounce one leg nervously like a weirdo? I think I do. Yeah, yeah. that could be it. But I don't know. Get some skates, balance it out. Probably. Yeah, just put skates on one foot. Yeah, there you go. Are you coming to off the top tonight? Either yeah, one, I'm either off one the top. of you. I'll go. Okay. Do you need a ride there? Well, actually. For, I don't have to be there till seven thirty. So yeah, I uh, I threw some rice in the cooker, so it's it's no problem for me to get back and cool. shuttle on down. Good. You were going to retract. Yeah, I, 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 track yeah, I was trying to be nice, and I was like, oh fuck, I got like an hour to. Yeah. Uh, you you gonna come? Nah, I gotta fucking hang out. What? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Got plans. Man, I am beat. I did a bunch of Molly last night and didn't go to oh, bed until right, 7 a.m. That's why he's got rolled up uh, dollar bills. No, that's from the ketamine. Oh. Uh, I haven't. Those are old. Those are. I just think it's funny to have dollar bills that stay rolled up. But I'm out of ketamine and I'm off of it for a while. Got to reset that. Got to do that. Uh, All right. All right, this episode is brought to you by Drugs and Dan Berlin Needing a Car.